Monday because I'm taping a podcast. What an amazing weekend it's been. I don't think I could have asked for better weather. I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a whole lot of fun in this lifetime. But I gotta say, it's hard-earned. Hard-earned, my friends. Listen, if you are not meditating yet, get on that. Because it will change your life. But only if you want to be happy. If, uh, you know, if you're not happy and you're happy not being happy, then by all means, do not meditate. I don't recommend it. It's going to take you places you never thought possible. So how are you? I hope you are doing fine. I hope life is treating you well. So last week I said I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about this week for the podcast, but uh, I don't know. I had a feeling that we need to talk about jealousy. What do you think of that? How many of you are feeling jealous? You know, it is such a normal emotion. So many of us experience it. And honestly, I am not here to demonize it one bit. In fact, jealousy is actually part of what I teach as a transition period. So when I talk about getting into a relationship, I divide it into three parts. Why are all these threes? Seems like I have a lot of threes in my business. Like for instance, you know, our essence, I divide it into three parts, your biological body, your logical mind, your spiritual connections. And then as you transition from single to going into a relationship, there's the courtship period, there's the insecurity period, and then there's the unpacking. There's the, you know, really what I call the reality phase, which is where, you know, now all of those chemicals that got you hyped up, that made you just unnaturally amazing have worn off. You are back to your natural, natural self and... Everything is now starting to come forth, which is all your conditioning, uh, you know, the fact that maybe you think farts are funny, maybe that didn't come out (laughs) earlier, who knows, but uh, in the reality phase, that's when it all comes out. But yeah, let's talk about jealousy, let's talk about insecurity, let's talk about why I don't think it's unnatural, why I actually think on a certain measure it's okay. And let's talk about when it is not okay, either for yourself or for a partner to exercise. So let's start with the definition because I really, man, I got to tell you guys, I love the dictionary. I love the dictionary. I'm very precise with my wording, which gets me in trouble sometimes because we have some cultural ideas about words and sometimes people get offended at certain words that I use and then I explain why the word I use was actually quite good and appropriate in the moment. And I remember one time I asked my husband uh, what he felt, what he was thinking about our relationship as of late after several months of not having a single fight. And I was writing fix that shit. And I didn't, I didn't want to guess at where he was at. So I actually just walked away from my computer and found him outside. And I said, baby, you know, what do you think about how we are right now and he paused went into his mind I love it when he does that because I know I'm going to get an honest answer and then he said it's good 
And there was a part of me that thought, that's that's one word. That's not enough. I need more because the female brain, we process about 20 to 25,000 words a day. And then I remembered, oh, yes, the male brain, five to 7,000 words a day. So, And then also, you know, one thing that I teach, and you'll see this in my book, says you have to be a word nerd when it comes to males because they do use less words, but those words have meaning to them. They carry weight. And so I went and got my dictionary. I looked up good, and good is quite good. And I thought, well, this is good. This is actually great. I'm happy that he feels we are good. So... Coming back to insecurity, jealousy, and the definition that I like to give insecurity and jealousy, and and what I attribute to it in my business is a fear of loss. And we see this pop up in the second phase, you know, the courtship phase, not so much. Usually, especially if you've chosen a good partner, the courtship phase is a period where you are fully immersed into each other. Ladies, gentlemen, let me tell you, I I get emails from women sometimes and they're asking me, should I continue seeing somebody? And they start laying out a string of behaviors that include talking explicitly about other girls, flirting with other women in front of them, not being available. And, you know, obviously insecurity is going to come up in the initial phase because this is a person who is definitely not plugged in. But if you have chosen a good partner and you go through the courtship phase and you are fully immersed into each other, very plugged in, there is very little insecurity that is going to come up because you just feel like you are getting so much of their time and attention. And and that is great. This is a great place to start. But often in these great beginnings, you will go into what I call the insecurity phase, which is the second phase, which is now the chemicals have, are starting to wear off. This is after the honeymoon period, by the way. This is after that first three months. So close to that three-month mark, you're going to start feeling some insecurity and some jealousy. And what's happening is you've developed feelings. And feelings are really an emotional investment in the other person. And don't we hate losing our investments? Don't we hate to to lose money, to smash a car and, and, you know, maybe insurance isn't covering it or something? It's like, oh, God, that sucks. I lost my wallet. Oh, that sucks. I lost my phone. That sucks. We hate to lose, don't we? And it's the same thing. When it comes to our emotions, when we become emotionally invested in somebody, we hate to lose what we have put in. And so as we start to go back to our natural lives, our normal lives, our normal schedules after that honeymoon period wears off. And let me tell you something, guys, during the honeymoon period, when you are jacked on chemicals, you sleep less but are not tired That is how high you are on your own body. It is incredible. But now it's time to get back to work to, you know, my husband, when he was courting me, he was coming home at nine o'clock at night. That's not his regular schedule. His regular schedule back then was to come home at 1130 at night. So we do change, we alter our schedules during the courting period, we alter how much we see other people. But after the courtship period, it's time to get back to life. 
And so there becomes a greater separation and less communication. And when you feel emotionally invested in somebody, that can feel unsettling. And some people's minds go to an insecurity phase. Well, why aren't they paying as much attention? I thought this was going to last forever. No, my love. The honeymoon period does not last forever. The honeymoon period is Mother Nature's way of saying, y'all got to make a baby now. And so she she makes you sleep less because you're more excited, but you're not tired, so you have more sex, you know, if you're not following my advice, that is, which is no kissing for three months. But, you know, Mother Nature would want you to observe and then select the right mate. But she she jacks you up on these chemicals that are created when there's newness and then enhanced when there's phenylethylamine, the chemical that's created during a kiss. And so... All you want to do is spend some time together, but now the honeymoon period is over. You're getting back to your lives. There's a separation. I'm feeling insecure. Who's that girl you're talking to? Who are the people you're hanging out with? Why aren't you texting me all the time? Why are you looking at that other man, at that other woman? And we start to feel a little bit insecure. And we start to get jealous of other people. Or maybe even we start to get jealous of the amount of time they spend at work. Maybe we get jealous of their pet if we feel their pet's getting more affection than we are now. And so we can have this this feeling of clench. I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose what I've invested in you. And sometimes this comes out in certain behaviors, and I call that the clenching behavior. And this is where you have to remember that whole butterfly analogy, that whole letting it go analogy. If you take a butterfly and you crush it in your hand, you've debilitated it, you've injured it, you've hurt it. You cannot fold your hand over a butterfly Remember that saying, if you love something, let it go, and if if it comes back, it was yours, and if it doesn't, it never was? This is something you need to remember when you go through an insecurity phase. We don't own each other. We cannot, we should not own one another. So it is okay to feel jealous because it is natural. It is so normal to not want to lose something that you have an affinity for, 100%. If you tell me you feel jealous and you feel insecure, I'll say, let's talk about it. Let's see what we can do to make you, to help you feel more secure. What is the dialogue in your head? What is What truth are you not seeing? Because sometimes insecurity puts us in a spin, doesn't it? And it, it kind of skews our perception. If I'm working with somebody who's been seeing someone for a few months and this person has shown them nothing but devotion, nothing but sincerity, nothing but honesty, nothing but integrity, nothing but a good character and an affection for this particular person. And then they start feeling insecure. Basically what that could be is the demons that are popping up, right? So our past experiences can vomit themselves into the next phase. My other boyfriends cheated on me, so maybe this one is going to as well. Ooh, here's some insecurity going on. And so we start telling ourselves, he's going to leave me just like everybody else. He's going to cheat on me just like everybody else. And so I, I have them walk through what's happened in the past few months. 
Has he shown you that it's all about you? Has he had other options but always chosen you? The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So has he been attentive and caring and genuine? And what is the dialogue in your head? What are you telling yourself? He's going to leave me just like everybody else. Well, what's the opposite of that? He's going to stay with me because he cares for me. This is going to be different. I am a better person. I am lovable. What is the dialogue going on? What needs to be reversed? What is the reality that needs to be tapped into? So it's okay to feel jealous. It's okay to work through jealousy. It's okay to understand where jealousy comes from. It is not okay to vomit your jealousy. It is not okay to vomit that insecurity. And it is definitely not okay to use it as an excuse to try to control someone's behavior in order to help yourself feel more comfortable. Your emotions are yours. You are responsible for them. The question is not, what is this other person going to do to help you feel better? The question is, what are you going to do to help you feel better? Your emotions are yours. They are your responsibility. What will you do? Will you meditate to shrink your amygdala, your fight or flight, so you have less feelings of stress, fear, and anxiety, so you have a reduced capacity to feel those emotions, so that when you do get a bout of insecurity or jealousy, you can consciously work through it because you have better control over your brain and it's not spinning out of control? What will you do? Will you sit down and write down what is happening in your head and then write the opposite statement down? Will you journal what the reality is of the past few months so that you can see it in front of your face instead of being caught up in your mind? What will you do to help yourself through this so you don't vomit it? I work a lot with people who have had traumatic pasts and I work with helping them elevate their self-love and understand where their feelings come from so that they don't vomit their past pain into their future relationships. It is so important to not take what hurt you and then turn around and hurt somebody else. It is not their fault. If this is a good person with integrity and compassion, they don't deserve to be hurt by what hurt you. And it is not okay to let someone use jealousy and insecurity as an excuse to be controlling towards you. Now there's a certain dysfunction that can happen sometimes, which is we feel loved if someone shows jealousy. And I'll be honest, I definitely tie into that. You know, my husband is the least controlling person I have ever met in my entire life. He is so live and let live. And I know why he's that way. It's because he doesn't want to be controlled. And, you know, some of you know my number one relationship rules. It's not fair to ask for anything you're not willing to do first. And I, I'm sure that, you know, I put it into words, but it was an action that was introduced to me by my husband. When I would go to parties and I'd go solo because I do go solo like 99% of the time because my husband works so much. I said before he was coming home at 1130 at night. Now he's coming home at quarter to one in the morning because his shop is on the same property as the house. So he gets in that extra time. 
And we also do hyperbaric therapy, which gives him some extra energy. So he's got a little bit more pep, even though we're almost 50. Guys, can you believe it? Holy cow, does time fly? You know, but my husband is very uncontrolling because he does not want to be controlled. He's a free agent. And so he very much offers just free agency. So I go to parties and people will say, oh, are you with somebody? And I go, yeah, I have a husband. Well, where is he? Well, he's working. And they say, they, he let you go to a party? And I say, there's no let in our relationship. There has never been let in our relationship. My husband doesn't want to ask permission to do the things that he feels he wants and needs to do. He wants to be trusted and he does deserve to be trusted. And so he gives me what he wants, which is absolute freedom. And, it, you know, if I'm going to mess that up, then it's on me to mess up. So he's never shown an ounce of jealousy. Well, actually, let me dial that back a little bit. There are moments, but he would deny that that was a moment of jealousy. But I have caught glimpses here and there, really tiny fractions, like slivers of jealousy. But they were so few and far between. And it took so long for the first one to show up that I started to feel insecure about his lack of jealousy. And I started wanting him to show a little bit of jealousy because I just wanted to feel like he cared about whether or not we were together. And some of you have seen this in my writings, which is the, the mantra, I don't want to be with anybody who doesn't want to be with me. Well, that came from my husband. And I would say to him, like, you know, I really wouldn't mind if you're like a little bit insecure. And he'd say, I don't want to be with anybody who doesn't want to be with me. You know, again, coming back to that whole freedom concept. But let me bring it back to what I was saying. It is not okay to let someone use jealousy and insecurity as an excuse to be controlling. Just like it's not okay for you to try to mold somebody into a box that will make you feel more comfortable just because you have these negative emotions that you need to deal with. Sometimes we don't choose the best partner. Sometimes we come from moms and dads who did not have the best role model, who did not model great relationship um, examples for us, who had maybe some anger issues and were themselves abusive. And we seek what's familiar even if it's wrong for us. And if we had abusive controlling parents or one abusive controlling parent, we will often seek out a relationship that feels familiar, that feels like home. And so we will find somebody who displays anger and controlling behavior, and it will come out in the form of jealousy. And if you are in this kind of relationship, you need to leave. You need to get help. You need to increase your self-love so that you do not fall into this trap again. Jealousy does not equal love. Freedom equals love. So if you see yourself in what I'm saying right now, I need you to take a long, hard look at the partner that you're with. I need you to ask yourself this. Do they use anger to control me? And if the answer is yes, do get help. Come to me. Go see a trusted therapist. Whatever you need to do 
but this is a cycle that needs to stop because this is not love. It is abuse. Now I got one little story about jealousy and partners who don't show jealousy. And it's uh, with Sharon and Jean Simmons. I don't know if any of you watched their reality show um, that they had running for a few years. But I also remember Sharon saying to Jean Simmons, a little bit of jealousy goes a long way. So again, it's okay to have a little bit of jealousy in a relationship. It's not okay to have a controlling amount of jealousy in a relationship. So understand what that is. If you need help distinguishing, if you need help understanding, if you are in an abusive, controlling, jealous relationship, if you are that type of person and you want to stop, then send me an email. Let's talk about this. Okay? Because what I want most for you is to be loved in the best way that you should be loved. And what I want most for you is to be the kind of loving partner that everybody deserves. So, what is new? What are we doing this week? What is coming up? Then we got the Chantal Hyde show coming up tomorrow, as always, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. And the topic that I'm going to talk about tomorrow is how to recover from your last relationship. So if you haven't signed up for the Chantal Hyde show yet, you can go to my website, canadasdatingcoach.com, find the webinar tab in the menu bar, click on there, and you will find the link to sign up for the Chantal Hyde show. And you can also sign up there for the No More Assholes webinar, which takes place once a month with my co-host, oh goodness, did I just, Rebecca Thomas, holy cow, that was a brain fart. By the way, brain farts are real people. Um, And at the No More Assholes webinar, we talk about no kissing for three months. I get into the science of it. I want you to understand it so that you can explain it. Because I want you to gauge the reaction of the person sitting across from you when you can explain the no kissing for three month concept in a very clear way. And somebody says that makes sense. That's like a check mark for them. They get a cookie for that. And if somebody, no matter how well you explain it, looks at you and says, no way, not into that. Darling, that is your cue to walk away because this is the kind of person who's not looking to commit This is the kind of person who wants to feed their body first and they're not quite ready for somebody who's going to feed their brain. So keep that in mind. If you've already taken it, pass the word on to your friends and let's see who shows up. It's always fun. We got some people who come back, which is interesting. And I also get them to share their stories because this is a journey. The no kissing for three month rule. Obviously, it takes place over three months. Um, but you meet a variety of people and it's, it's really great how fast it gets the wrong ones to just fall off the edge of the planet and take themselves out of the equation for you. So you don't waste any time. And as usual, my friends, you'll find me on Instagram all day long 
and Facebook and YouTube. Now, if you missed the last Chantal Hyde show, you will find it on my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Chantal Hyde in the search, and it is there waiting for you. Um, and I had so much fun with the last one. I taped it in my husband's office, and he snuck in to grab some paperwork so you can actually hear him say hi in the background, which is really sweet and cute of him. It makes me so happy. I got to tell you guys, when you find someone who is just the right one for you, and, and really this happens when you really do change your frequency, because like attracts like, and the universe cannot help but bring you something amazing when you start feeling amazing. Um, it's just every every week, it seems, we're just leveling up in our love for each other. Because every week is another week that we're adding to now four years without a single fight. And again, you know, I keep telling you guys this, my purpose, my reason of being all of this information that I give you week after week, this uplift that I try to, to put through on my Instagram, my Facebook page day after day, it's also that you can come over here to where I am, which is so happy. I have happy cries, which is so in love. I look at my husband with like drooling eyes every day and so loved that I get all of my love language fulfilled each and every single day. There is not a day where I am left wanting. It is a beautiful place to be and I want nothing more than to share it with you. So come on this journey. Join me in this club. It is the best, best place. And if I can infect you, you know what's going to happen? You're going to infect some more people and those people will infect some more people. And in this way, we all will be part of a cultural change that will be ex absolutely transformational, not just for us, but for the kids that are coming up behind us. And we need to be the new role models. I don't know, guys. I just want to start a revolution. Is that too much to ask? I hope not. So in the meantime, I'm going to get back to work and I'm going to let you get back to work and I will see you again here on this podcast in one more week. I love you guys. I'm going to talk to you soon.